Welcome to Transformation. This is farm broadcaster Don Wick with the latest in our Transformation podcast series. Transformation is made possible through a partnership between the Red River Farm Network, Linder Farm Network, and Minnesota Department of Agriculture. There's numerous stakeholders that have also provided support, including the Minnesota Farm Bureau Foundation and the West Central Initiative Fund. Monica McConkey is a rural mental health specialist for the state of Minnesota. It's been nearly three years since she started in this role, and we think this is a good opportunity to reconnect, discuss farm stress, and mental well-being. Certainly, Monica, the farm economy is better today than when you started in uh, this job when, when that position was created. Has the demand for mental health resources changed over that time period? You know, it's interesting. That's an interesting uh, comparison because I think most people would assume that if the financial state of ag is improved, that I would be getting fewer calls and people would be under less stress. But I've got to say, even in really good financial times or when milk and commodity prices have been up, um, the phone is still ringing. So calls are still coming in, and that's just an indicator that the finance finance is just one piece of um, a whole bunch of stressors that farmers and their families are facing. Could you give me an example? What's a, what's a typical kind of call that, that you're getting in today's environment, Monica? Um, so I get a lot of calls around difficulty with relationships. So whether that's um, spouses or um, people that you farm with, many times, and, and many of the people I work with, the issues are around farm transition. So the farm moving from one generation to the next and all of the stress and, um, I guess, emotional turmoil that comes up in making that happen. And so, yeah, I sit down with um, families very, very regularly, and we talk through the the stress that the farm transition is um, bringing up in the family. Um, So that's a biggie. Um, Relationships between spouses is a a common um, issue that people call me about. And then just general stress, anxiety, feeling depressed. Um, you know, kind of feeling hopeless in a sense that I work and work and work and um, it just doesn't seem to get better and things still seem to go wrong and break down. And, um, you know, it's endless, really, when you have all of those uncontrollables in the egg industry. There's just so much that is on the shoulders of our producers. Farming such a unique industry you live and work all at the same place you typically have multiple generations all uh, all working together and that that has to complicate the whole situation oh it absolutely does and and what i see in both my family you know growing up and the the multiple transitions that's happened there we're on our fifth generation on our family farm and with the people that i work with is there there are such um, differences just between the older outgoing generation and the younger incoming generation. I mean, the what often looks like resistance on the part of the older generation, and, and it may look like they're not wanting to let go, they're wanting to maintain control. 
what often that's really about is they don't imagine a life without the farm. Like when they think about not being active, making decisions, pouring their days into the farm, they really have trouble imagining what is life even about for me then. And so that that can cause some pause for them moving forward and um, can look to the younger generation like resistance. Like they don't trust me. They don't want to let go. Um, and then to add to it, the younger generation often has ideas and plans and thoughts to increase efficiency or expand and the older generation that's not the stage of life they're in they're in the stage of life of um, you know things being pretty stable not taking risks and the younger generation isn't they're in the stage of life where they're ready to grow and and implement new practices and so the two converge and um, often there's conflict or, or stress in relationships. So we spend a lot of time just talking through that on what role does everybody have in this um, operation before, during, after transition, where are the stress points. Um, we talk about communication styles and how that's often the cause of a breakdown in communication and frustration. So there's a lot to unpack in in farm transitions, that's for sure. Are there resources? Because you're right, everybody comes at this at uh, a little different point in their life and, and have different wants and needs. Yeah, they really do. And as far as resources, um, I know here on the Minnesota side, the the farms that I work with that have a team to help them through the transition, that's like best case scenario. So they may be working with their uh, a farm business manager, um, they may be working with someone from like Minnesota Dairy Initiative, um, someone from Extension, so other people on their team that are helping navigate the, the more technical aspects of the transition, the financial, legal, things like that. Um, and then where I come in is just helping with the relationship stress communication piece. If I could switch gears, Monica, I just had Farm Fest this past week, and uh, it was actually during the gubernatorial forum that there was an FFA member that asked a question, and it, it, it just struck me. The question dealt with the need for mental health specialists at the at the school level, at the high school level. Uh, again, I go back, it's been a long time, but that w- certainly wasn't something that would have been on my mind when uh, when I was a, a teenager. It, it really I, th- I think our, our young people on the farm also have a, a different set of uh, dynamics at play here today than what we had in the past. Oh, you bet they do. And it's true. What a great question for them to ask. Cause there's a lot going on for our kids and especially our farm kids. You know, they, um, <laughs> they've grown up many times being kind of isolated from their peers. Um, I talked to some farm kids that are, you know, up at four in the morning, going out to milk, um, and then coming in and getting ready for school and going to school. I mean, it's a completely different lifestyle than most of the other kids they go to school with. Um, They're also faced with, you know, potential, um, I don't want to say pressure, but strong encouragement to possibly take over the farm when maybe that's not their dream or their goal. And so, 
there's some guilt that goes along with that on possibly the legacy ending with with them. Um, yeah, there's a lot on their plate, and that's just that's not to even talk about just in general what's going on for youth and all of the the pressures, the social media influence. So I have a I have several um, farm youth that are on my caseload, and I work with them on, on you know a whole lot of things when they're growing up in families that are stressed, like many of our farm families are, you know, that trickles down to the kids. There's no way to avoid that from happening or to protect them from that um, when it's, when they're stressed in the family. So, yeah, I I mean, for, for that question to be asked, I think that's really awesome. Um, I know in Minnesota, there's school-based mental health grants and and programs out there so most school districts do have a counselor therapist that's in the school at least um, some of the time to uh, work with kids so it's worth checking into if if you're a parent and you're listening to this and you're concerned about your child so oftentimes in our our transformation uh, podcasts or these conversations the loss of, of, of life has been a, a recurring theme, whether it's been uh, maybe a farm accident or, or in some cases, suicide. I know uh, that latter has been a, a topic that you've been working with farm families on for, for some time as well. Yes. Um, so, you know, suicide plays a big role in, in my position, in my job, uh, from a lot of different aspects, from... Um, just prevention and and talking in general to people about what to be aware of, what to watch for in those around them, Um, talking to individuals about what they can do when they start to feel um, feelings of suicide or loss of hope. So from that standpoint to um, intervening when someone has a plan and is actively thinking about taking their life, and then afterwards, um, the, the family and friends that are um, left grieving after death by suicide. So, yeah, I, it, it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart, and, and I do virtually every day deal with it in one of those aspects. Um, so one of the things that I started about uh, almost two years ago now, it's probably two years ago next month, is a farm suicide loss support group and a gal who had experienced um, losing her spouse to suicide actually prompted that to happen. She just said, I need people to talk to who understand me and I can go to other suicide groups, but you know, I'm trying to keep a farm going and they don't get that. Like I'm not understood or I don't feel understood so I just kind of launched it, and we meet once a month. And there's a, you know, there's people in the group that have lost children, spouse, uh, siblings, uh, parent. So kind of um, the whole gamut of relationships, and they're all somehow connected to the farm. 
So there's a, it's just a really great place for people to come and feel safe and encouraged and to be able to share their grief and have tears or have laughs. And, and um, so we'll continue that. Um, I don't foresee that ending. If people are interested in that, they can reach out to me um, by email or phone. I can give my contact info and, and uh, get them more information on that group. Good deal. We'll uh, get that contact info before we wrap up. You're just talking about the issue of suicide. I know a new suicide prevention hotline number, a three-digit number, was implemented this summer. Is that is that resonating with people? You know, I haven't heard uh, usage numbers or utilization numbers yet. It's fairly new. It just went into effect in July, so we're only a couple weeks in. But yes, very exciting. We have the new 988 number that replaces the um, the National Suicide Crisis Hotline number, which of course was a, a toll-free number that you know was long and hard to remember. So the goal is for people to use 988 for um, mental health, emotional stress crises, just like they use 911 for emergency situations. So it's it's still answered the same way as the National Suicide Hotline. Every state has their call centers, so it comes in locally. And, um, yeah, it's exciting. It's, it's easy to remember. Um, so it'll be interesting to hear more data as we um, get into it a little bit. So, yes, 988, if um, anyone is feeling uh, suicidal, feeling like um, taking your own life, feeling hopeless, um, or really just in a state of maybe experiencing a panic attack or, or intense anxiety or depression, you can call that number, and there's going to be someone there to talk with you. Very good. You mentioned your, your contact information, whether it's any of these topics or, or any challenge with mental wellness and uh, particularly those on the farm. Uh, how, how can folks get in touch with you, Monica? So they can call or text my cell phone, which is 218-280-7785. So again, that's 218 218- Two eight zero seven seven eight five, or they can email me, and my email is Monica Marie KM at yahoo.com. And again, this I'm legislatively funded in the state of Minnesota, so um, any Minnesota farmer, rancher, farm family member, um, the services are free, no insurance bills. Um, really removing barriers. I meet with people virtually on a computer. I spend quite a bit of time out on farms meeting with them right where they live and work or a phone call works too. So it's whatever um, whatever works best for you. Oh, it's great to have you in that role, Monica, and we appreciate the chance to connect once again and, and uh, talk about these very important topics. Yeah, thank you, Don, and thanks for the ongoing support that the Red River Farm Network um, gives to this topic. I think it's really awesome, and it's because of you that I that I'm even in this role. I don't know if you know that, but 
your visit to me several years ago um, when I was working in a different position really kicked off my work in farm stress. So I have you guys to thank for that. Thanks for sharing that, Monica. Monica McConkie with us from the state of Minnesota, the mental health specialist, rural mental health specialist. A reminder, you can hear all of our transformation podcasts online at rrfn.com forward slash transformation, or you can go to linderfarmnetwork.com and go to the podcast tab. As always, we'd like to remind you that help is available if you're dealing with a stressful situation. The free confidential Minnesota Farm and Rural Helpline is available. All calls are answered by trained counselors. That helpline number 833-600-2670, or you can text 898211. Information can also be found at minnesotafarmstress.com. Until next time, I'm Don Wick.